This scene is not just a history lesson. Jesus continues to walk through the corridors of time and in each human heart looking for someone who is really and truly interested in the truth. Pilate said, as almost an aside, what is truth as he walked away? Many today feel there is no truth and Jesus is ignored. Uh, we look at the gospel today and there are many different elements in it and we might find ourselves there. Maybe not all of us here, but the world at large. You know, I, I think about, first of all, those who are the indifferent. Jesus and two others are being uh, walked down the road to be crucified and there were many others that had had this happen to them. You can see somebody sitting in a cafe, which they had even then, and they're watching it go by and say, there's another one. wonder what he did. And they went back to their wine. They didn't care. And this is the way some in the world are like. They, they don't care. You know, is there a truth? We don't care. We just want for today. And if there's a future, we'll find it. Uh, Jesus came to tell us there is a truth, and there is a real world. Others were spectators. They, as it were, sat in the bleachers. Uh, they they would spit on him and, and make fun of him, but they did, not, uh, they did not care about him. The ones that followed him, they walked with him. You can imagine them walking behind the cross. We always picture, we see these movies, a large crowd along the sidewalk. We don't know if that was the case at all. It was very common to see criminals going by to be crucified. This was the Romans' way of saying, don't let this happen to you. This can happen to you if you disobey us. It was meant to be the most horrendous and painful death imaginable. That was their um, corporal, uh, what do I call it? Uh, corporal punishment. Thank you. Um, we see that Jesus is placed right outside the city gate. And it's Passover, and there's two main city gates if you're coming in from the, from the uh, east. And they would pass by Jesus with two other criminals. Here is the Son of God, naked. They even took his tunic, the one that Mary probably made for him, as he's watching Scripture be fulfilled, as they take everything that he had. Imagine that we are the same way. At times we feel that everything's been taken away from us. Think of the people in Ukraine that left. I, I watched so many pictures of people with, with a piece of luggage. How many of them have been on a trip with a piece of luggage? And you have to put in there real quickly, what's the most important thing? Some had children or babies. What did they put in those suitcases? Did they even make it? What are they doing now? Seven million people have been displaced. They're all walking the way of the cross. And that's what the, the, uh, the bishop, I forget what they call it there, is, was saying to, uh, to us about what's going on there. We too walk the way of the cross with Jesus. Are we Simon of Cyrene that helps him carry the cross? Do we share our pain with him? Are we ones that are indifferent to it? Do we understand the value of suffering? Jesus made suffering valuable. He is the truth. But when he's asked directly, imagine Pilate is questioning God directly, hidden in a human face. And he says, so, so you are a king. And he says, you have said so. See that enigmatic answer of God. You have said so. He's not to know the truth until the end of the world. None of them did. They took him and placed him on 
Golgotha with the tomb, the empty tomb, very nearby. And at between noon and three is the time of mercy. And at three o'clock when Jesus expired, in one of the other gospels, there's a total eclipse of the sun. That hour of mercy, which begins today, Divine Mercy Chapel, is a very good thing to say, especially if you have somebody or someone that you wish to have mercy on. And I don't know how many times I have gone to somebody's uh, bedside and found myself there at 3 o'clock or at the 3 o'clock hour. And I always know that God has something special for them. Now, I wanted to share with you real quickly a story that happened in that regard. I was called out to the hospital by somebody who wanted me to convert their husband before he died, which I hate doing. It was like, how am I going to go in there and convert this man? He's dying. What am I? Uh, what am I? Fulton Sheen, you know? So uh, when I go in, I've got a little technique here. I go in and I just tell them, which is true. I said, yeah, I'm just passing by. I'm the chaplain. Uh, and you t- just talk a little bit. And and this man, who was really actively dying, but very conscious, I said, how about, if, can I say a little prayer with you? And he said, if it makes you feel good, Father. And I'm thinking, I want to be anywhere but here right now. I felt like I was at Calvary, Calvary, you know. And I said, the Our Father with this man. But I'm watching him out of the corner of my eye, and he's praying with me. And I thought, you phony. In, in there somewhere, Jesus was waiting. So I went home and I thought, I thought, brother, you know, I didn't, mother didn't tell me the priest was going to be like this. And I went home and I went to a movie with, I think, with some, one of the local priests. We came back around 10, 10.30. This was a while ago and I had an answering machine and the light was blinking. And I, I thought, oh, I wonder who's, what this is all about. And I picked it up and there was somebody that was dying and they wanted me to hear their confession. So I went out. It was the same man. He called me. He, I, I heard his confession. He received communion. He died having been reconciled to the church. And I saw him at 3 o'clock. And I could tell you many other stories just like that. But many don't, they don't understand that Jesus is the source of everything. He keeps us alive. He created us. We will find this out at the end of time. But in the meantime, we who understand him are, have a special calling, a special gift to be Jesus in the world. You know, we can't do anything about Ukraine or Syria or some of these other places in the world that are suffering, but we can say our rosary. We can, we can pray a decade. We can pray to God. We can say the Divine Mercy Chapel. We can also make a difference in the world around us right now. I can't change the world, but maybe something today can make a difference. Jesus was looking for a few good friends and everybody was jeering at him. They thought, they, they thought they'd won. You can imagine the Pharisees looking at him and gloating and spitting on him and saying, so you told us what? You told us. We'll show you who the boss is. We'll show you who the king is. And Jesus just waited. He knew he would get the last word one day. He wanted them to repent. He's full of mercy. The, last, the first person into heaven was a thief who made simply a perfect act of contrition. That's what we call it in the Catholic Church. He was very sincere in saying, I deserve what I got. You deserve nothing, Jesus. You are innocent. Please remember me in your kingdom. What a leap of faith that was. He had nothing to lose, did he? The other one jeered. He could have had it all. 
This man, the thief, is the first one in. Who's the first one to find him after he rose from the dead? Mary Magdalene with, of the seven devils. These are the people that are closest to God, the ones that are needy. I want to finish with one little, one little item about crucifixion. You may notice in John's gospel, they break the legs, right? Jesus, this crucifixion is essentially death by asphyxiation. They have to push up from the nail, if you can imagine the pain, to breathe. That's why Jesus' words on the cross are two or three words. That's all he could say. The pain was incredible. And when they wanted to get rid of them, because Passover was starting, they would break the legs so they couldn't push up anymore. Can you imagine the pain of this thing? But Jesus had already expired. And the gospel of the scriptures say in Isaiah, they did not break any of my bones, but they did take all my clothes. So we find that Jesus, in this incredibly humble state, waits for us simply to come to him. He just loves us. It's an incredible thing. We've, we probably had all the roles in scripture, but Christ wishes us to be his friend. And this is what he desires, as well as a savior. He is our judge, but we will judge ourselves. And if we have followed him in even the smallest capacity, it's going to be uh, an interesting and wonderful experience to meet he who suffered so much for us.